0: theme is a justification. We won't get all the way down uh, to where he finishes it there, but uh, he uh, he comes down through there and he concludes that a man is saved by grace uh, and through faith. Amen. Amen. And not of his self. And I'm glad it's by the grace of God because uh, if it wasn't by the grace of God after observing myself and others for uh, the last uh, 55 years, uh, I've come to the conclusion that if salvation is not by the grace of God, there won't be nobody there. Uh, amen. So I'm glad the Lord, I guess the Lord knew that too, and, and His great wisdom to uh, give us the plan that He gave us for salvation. Uh, Acts chapter 13, beginning in verse 14, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia. "...and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down." Sound like his Baptist. "...and after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on." And Paul stood up and beckoned with his hand and said, "'Men of Israel and ye that fear God, give audience.'" The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with a high arm brought He them out of it. And about the time of forty years suffered He uh, their manner in the wilderness. And when He had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, He divided their land to them by lot. And after that he gave unto them judges about the space of four hundred and fifty years until Samuel the prophet. And afterwards they desired a king. God gave unto them Saul the son of Sis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of forty years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all of my will. Of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, whom thank ye that I am. I'm not he, but behold, there cometh one after me, whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loosen. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. Thank you and be seated. Our Father, we come to you this morning, grateful hearts. Probably not grateful enough, Lord, but we don't want to be a, an ingrate, Lord. We want to be grateful for God, what you have uh, blessed us with around here. And uh, Lord, as we come now, uh, Lord, to, uh, to try to expound the thought out of this uh, text that we've read, may the, may the one that uh, moved upon holy man of God to write it, I pray that same one would move, Lord, upon me to preach it today. And move upon these people to hear it. Thank you for those that have been saved, Lord, in the last several weeks. And uh, followed the Lord and believers' baptism. Uh, but Lord, we know there's more uh, possibly here today that need to be saved. And uh, we know the Lord time is short. And uh, Lord, would need to move in the, in the eternal things. And, and uh, Lord, the king's business requires haste. And salvation is the king's business. Now, Father, forgive me of my sins, shortcoming. Uh, Lord, bring to my remembrance the Word of God. Put in my heart what you want to say. Bring it out through my lips. And Lord, uh, preach it, I pray, into somebody else's heart today. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we uh, look here this morning, I want you to call attention to just uh, that one little phrase there uh, in verse 25 where the Bible said, John fulfilled his course. Now what we have here in in this Acts 13, what we have here in these verses that I've read is really an outline of the history of Israel. And uh, it's really a, uh, Paul draws a pretty good picture of the course that God took them through all the way down to John the Baptist. Uh, He talks about uh, down through there about how God, in verse 17, how that God, uh, He chose fathers and exalted the people that dwelt, as, uh, that dwelt there as strangers. And He talks about how that 40 years He suffered their manner in the wilderness. And uh, then He talks about how that uh, He sent Samuel the prophet, and then how they wanted a king, and then how He got rid of Saul, and then how He raised up David, And right on down through there, he gives the course of uh, pretty much the history of the nation of Israel. And uh, the Bible said here, it said that John the Baptist, he fulfilled his course. Now, I want to preach this morning, I want to preach on this thought God's laid upon my heart today. I want to preach on the Christian course, the Christian course. Now, a lot of people think the Christian course is the golf course. Uh, because that's where they go on Sunday and that's where they go uh, a lot of other days of the week. And uh, about the only course they know much about is the golf course. Uh, but the Bible says here that the Lord, uh, it said John had fulfilled his course, he said. Uh, I remember Brother Sheets uh, one time talking to me, and he said uh, they was a couple of preachers over in Indiana. And uh, they were having a revival. There's about three preachers over there. And uh, Brother Sheets said God laid it on his heart to fast and pray for that meeting. And he said, uh, started on Sunday morning, he said he called over there on Wednesday. wanted to see how it was going, how his prayers was doing. And he said he called over there and the preacher's wife answered the phone. And he said, yeah, he said, I, I just want to know how the meeting was going. And uh, she said, "Well, she said, Doctor Sheets said uh, they're not here right now. They're all out playing golf." And uh, he said, "Man, he said here I was fasting, and praying. And said they all out playing golf. Uh, so he said he uh, forsook praying for the meeting. Uh, but I want you to know uh, this morning that the Bible does talk about a Christian course. Now it said here that John he fulfilled his course. Now." Uh, The obvious thing that we see here this morning, I think we ought to be able to realize this morning, it's obvious that if if there's a Christian course, uh, you'd have to be a Christian. Uh, Now, I realized this morning that John the Baptist was not a Christian in the sense of what we are today, uh, because the Bible tells us in Matthew 11 and verse 11 through verse 13, that the law and the prophets were until the time of John. And, uh, and then after that, it talks about after that. And uh, so uh, we know that uh, we know that Jesus said, Of those born of woman, there's none greater than John the Baptist, but yet he that's least in the kingdom is greater than he. And uh, so he, he puts John in a different category there. Uh, but of course we do know this morning that John was a believer. Uh, we know he was a believer in Jesus Christ. And we know that uh, that he believed in the Lord and God used him to be the forerunner, so to speak. Uh, whenever a king was coming, they would send forerunners along the way and herald out the fact the king was coming and they uh, would want to get everything out of the path and everything out of the way for the king to come. Well, we know that John the Baptist was that herald and John... Uh, was telling everybody the king was going to come. Now, uh, so I want to say this morning that if you have a course in your life tonight, a Christian course, you would have to be a Christian. Amen. Uh, God don't map out courses for people that are not Christians. Uh, God maps out a course for those that are believers. Now, uh, we know this morning that the course that God maps out It's been known to God. He knows all about it from a long ways back. God knows all the way about it all the way back to eternity. Uh, We have different places in the Bible that prove that. Uh, In uh, Jeremiah 1 and 5, the Lord told Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. God said, "I, I knew you even before you were formed in the belly. And he said, before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. God said, I've already sanctified you, you ain't even been born yet. And God said, I do not deign thee to be a prophet unto the nation of Israel. Again, John the Baptist, we were talking about John the Baptist in Isaiah 40. And the Bible said in verse 3, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness prepare you the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now we know that we know that, that scripture is talking about John the Baptist. Uh, we know that. Uh, but the thing about it is, is we need to realize that God knows the course uh, all the way back. You say, preacher, you mean you think God knows everything even before we was born? I do, I do. Now, I'm not a Calvinist, not even close to it. Uh, But I tell you what I do believe. I believe that God knows everything. Uh, I believe that God knows everything that God wants to know. Uh, Amen. He's God. And uh, if I didn't think He knew everything, then uh, I'd have trouble believing that He was God. Uh, But He knows it all. You say, I need a little bit more explanation on that. Can't do it. I just tell you, I just believe that God knows everything. I believe He knew about Jeremiah before He was born. Bible said so. I believe He knew John the Baptist was coming even before He was born. Uh, Bible pretty much says so. And I, I believe that God, uh, I believe He knows everything. Now, uh, you know the Bible said of John the Baptist in verse uh, 15 of Luke 1, the Bible said, for He shall be great. In the sight of the Lord, he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. You say, how in the world could that be? Uh, It just could be. God said it, so it could just be. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill said this. He said, uh, the Bible says there in verse uh, 41 about John's mother, It said, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in the womb, and Elizabeth, his mother, was filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says on over in this long chapter in verse 67 about his father, it said, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. Now, Let me tell you something. If you got a mother full of the Holy Ghost uh, and you got a daddy full of the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, you got a pretty good chance that you might wind up with the Holy Ghost too. Amen. I can't explain all that, but I know they say if a mother takes drugs, uh, it has an effect upon that child before it's born. Uh, uh, Different things you can do sin wise, it has an effect upon the child before it was born. Uh, uh, well I just like to believe this morning that godly things you do uh, uh, maybe has an effect upon the child before it's even born. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is establish a fact here that God knows what the course is uh, uh, before that the Christian is even born. But then let me say this, even though God knows uh, even though God knows the course, uh, Uh, You and I do not know the course and begin to understand the course uh, until we're born again. Amen. I said, uh, I think Wednesday night, I don't remember, but I said, uh, uh, I was teaching about your name in the book of life. And uh, we were teaching out of Revelations about when it got there and all that. And we talked about the different arguments. uh, And I said, uh, Brother Mitchell used to say, said, a guy asked him, said, uh, uh, Brother Mitchell said, uh, said, uh, do you believe your name's in the book of life? And he said, I do. I, he said, uh, well, when was it wrote there? Uh, and Brother Mitchell said, uh, I don't know when it was wrote there, but I know when I found out about it. Amen. Uh, that's a pretty good answer. Uh, so uh, I want you to know that you and I, even though God knows it, we couldn't know it. Uh, uh, we couldn't know it, first of all, even before we were born physically. Uh, In other words, would have to be physically born. Jeremiah would have to be physically born uh, to be that prophet. Uh, John the Baptist would have to be physically born uh, to be that forerunner. Uh, But not just being physically born, but once we as believers get saved and get born again, begin to uh, follow the Lord and study the Word of God, listen to preaching, teaching things of God, we begin to understand more of the Course uh, Uh, that God may have us on this morning. Amen. And so the course is but known by God, but the course begins for us at salvation. John 3.3, the Bible said, Jesus told Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Uh, Now, I think God knew all about Apostle Paul, don't you? Uh, I, I believe God knew about Paul, just like he knew about Jeremiah. But you know, when Paul found out about it, He found out about it on that Damascus road. Uh, uh, He got saved there on the Damascus road. God said, go to Ananias. Uh, And God said, Ananias, I've chosen him uh, uh, to be a vessel to me uh, uh, to the Gentiles. Well, God already knew that. But you know, when Paul found out about it, he found out about it when he got saved and Ananias told him what God had told him. Uh, uh, That's when he found out about it. So... Uh, the course uh, is known by God. But for us, the course begins at salvation. Uh, but even after that, the course uh, is ordered by the Lord. Uh, the Bible said in Psalms 23, 37, the steps uh, of good men are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in all his ways. Uh, uh, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Uh, I believe there's somebody that orders the steps of the child of God. Amen. Uh, Uh, Psalms 23, the psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd, uh, uh, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me, he said. There's somebody leading in the life uh, of a child of God. Now those things are obvious this morning uh, concerning the Christian course. Uh, But I want to say this. I wish I could tell you this morning. I wish I could say, well, uh, God's got a plan for your life Uh, and uh, and uh, when, as soon as you get saved, uh, uh, God's going to start you on that course and uh, you'll just walk that course and go A to Z and you'll go from point A to point Z and you'll wind up exactly where God wants you to be. Uh, but I'm afraid uh, that's not the way it is, amen. Uh, Paul said over in Acts 20, uh, Paul t- says there as he's leaving the church at Ephesus in Acts 9, uh, rather, in verse 17, or Acts 20, uh, Paul says there, he tells about all the things that happened to him, and Paul said, but none of these things move me. You say, what do you mean? Well, Paul said, none of these things move me off the course uh, that God had put me on. Now, uh, Paul state the course. Uh, when you study the life of Paul, he is one of those few That stayed the course for God. Uh, Another one is the Lord Jesus, of course, Uh, and uh, he followed it closer than Paul did. Uh, But the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, he followed the course that God had for him uh, right down to a T. Uh, There were different times that uh, either one of them, Paul or Jesus or you, Uh, uh, there's different times that even though it's obvious that God has uh, mapped out the course, uh, uh, it's obvious that there are obstacles uh, along the course. Uh, in other words, uh, just because it, God had this course mapped out for you, and just because you may even realize what it is, uh, uh, don't necessarily mean you're going to stay on course. Uh, uh, you, now listen, you're going to end up where you're supposed to end up, uh, uh, but you may get off track along the way while you travel. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I'm trying to preach about this morning, is about the obstacles, the things that can get us off course. Uh, and a lot of people get saved, uh, they start out on the course, uh, everything's going good, uh, but you got to remember something, uh, uh, even though you're saved by the grace of God, even though heaven's going to be your home, uh, uh, there is a devil out there that does not want you uh, uh, to stay the course for God uh, uh, not only that there's a part of you that don't even want to stay the course of God uh, uh, your flesh don't even want to stay the course of God uh, uh, the songwriter wrote the great song and the line in there said born to, uh, born to wonder God I feel it uh, uh, born to leave the God I love uh, and even though you're saved this morning there's a part in you uh, uh, that Pull south, uh, and he wants to get you off the course of God. uh. He don't want you to stay on God's course. Uh, And I want to tell you, it's so important in the life of a child of God, Uh, if they are going to enjoy the Christian life, uh, if they are going to have the fullness of God's blessings, uh, if they are going to be an influence on other people, uh, it's important that you and I stay the course for God. Amen. Uh, uh, Stay on this Christian course. Uh, You say, well, Brother Rick, uh, how could a person get off the course? Uh, Well, let's use Paul just for a minute to kind of get us thinking in that line, and I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians, if you will, chapter 11, and uh, Paul talks about his course there in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24. Let me say this, the Bible said, John finished his course, Uh, now, John had a pretty rough course to finish. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, John wound up in jail. Uh, uh, John's finish of his course wound up getting his head cut off. Uh, uh, he got in a doubtful place there in prison. Uh, but John finished his course. Amen. Uh, and uh, so uh, so the course that you may be on may be pretty rough. It may get rough. Uh, uh, let me just say this. It will get rough. Uh, it will get rough before that we finish this course that God has put us on. But look here for Paul in verse 24. Paul said of the Jews, Five times received I forty stripes save one. Five times he received thirty-nine stripes. Uh, you know what that done for a lot of people? That would have got him off the course right there. Uh, a lot of people would have said, Listen, I, uh, my back's bleeding. You done beat me. Uh, you done beat me all these times. Uh, I've had enough of this God stuff, uh, and I'm going to get off the course. Uh, why? Because uh, Paul suffered mistreatments. I I see a lot of people in the church uh, down through the years, uh, and I've seen a lot of people get off the course. You say why? Because somebody mistreated them. Uh, it might have been the preacher. Might have been a deacon. It might have been another church member, uh, but somebody mistreated them, uh, and they never got over it. They uh, dropped out of church. They uh, quit showing up. They quit coming to church. Uh, You say, what happened? Well, so-and-so treated me wrong, uh, and they got off the course. Well, I know to be treated wrong is not fun. I know that none of us want to be mistreated, uh, but I want to tell you something. If you've been mistreated by the church or somebody in it... uh, Uh, Don't let it get you off the course of God. Uh, I doubt if anybody in here has been mistreated as bad as Paul. And I know for sure nobody in here has been mistreated as bad as Jesus. Uh, But thank God he stayed the course. Uh, I'm glad Paul stayed the course. You say, why? Because he was my apostle. uh, And I wouldn't know the things i need to know if Paul hadn't stayed the course. Uh, I'm glad Jesus stayed the course. You say, why? If Jesus hadn't stayed the course, we wouldn't need Paul uh, uh, because Jesus is our Lord uh, and our Savior. Don't you appreciate folks that stay the course? I tell you, i got a high respect uh, of these uh, ministers that are older than me. And they've stayed the course for years. Uh, uh, But not just ministers. I have a high respect uh, uh, for Christian people that have stayed the course, been faithful to God. Uh, I I have a a high regard for them. Uh, But Paul could have got off because he had been mistreated. Look here in verse 25. He said, Thice was I beaten with rods, and once was I stoned. Thice I suffered shipwreck. Sound like Paul had some misfortunes, don't you think so? The Bible said, What did it say there? He said, I was beaten with rods, I was stoned twice, and I suffered shipwreck. Sound like Paul had some misfortunes. I know some people that served God, uh, uh, stayed the course of God uh, until misfortunes came into their life. Uh, uh, They had some misfortunes and they're so numerous we won't even try to name what they could be. Uh, uh, But I want you to know that uh, we have no promise that Everything's uh, going to be just perfect in our Christian life. Uh, uh, we have no promise that there's not going to be some misfortunes, uh, uh, some stormy days, uh, uh, some rainy days, uh, uh, some hard days. Uh, uh, there's going to be some misfortunes in our life, Amen. Uh, uh, but we have to remember what my little granddaughter taught me years ago, and I hadn't, I hadn't said this in a long time. But when Dave and he was little, I'd take her to the preschool over to Baptist church every morning. And I'd put her in that little car seat and put a little seatbelt on her. And we'd start down the road from my house to the Baptist church. And I'd always try to learn her a little song. We'd sing a little song. Some kind of a little gospel song. And then I'd always try to teach her a Bible verse. And you know, something short. Jesus wept or John... 316 or you know some bible verse and we left the house that morning it was it'd been raining for several days it was dark cloudy uh just gloomy looking uh, and as i pulled out of the driveway i began to sing that little song rain rain go away come again some other day uh, and uh, when i noticed she wasn't singing and when i quit singing she from the back seat said uh, papa said god makes the rain too uh Mm. I'm telling you from the mouth of babes. Amen. And even though we don't like it, God makes the stormy days. God makes the cloudy days. Uh, uh, God allows the misfortunes to come in our life. Uh, And uh, if we'll stay the course for God, uh, uh, the misfortunes will be our fortune. Uh, If we'll stay the course for God. Paul said, I suffered shipwreck a night and a day in the deep. And then Paul says there in verse 26, In the peril of my own countrymen, in the peril of false brethren. Uh, In other words, uh, some misinformation. They were lying on Paul. They were saying things about Paul that wasn't true. I know some folks that have got off course uh, uh, because of some long tongue gossip uh, in the church. You say, you mean you got gossips in the church? You got gossips everywhere in the world. Uh, uh, You say, Brother Rick, uh, do you like gossips? Let me tell you how I feel about gossips. I, I'd rather have a cigarette sucking, a uh, uh, tobacco chewing. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I'd rather have I'd rather have a snuff dipping. A uh, uh, woman in the church or man in the church, as far as that goes, is to have one old oh, long tongue gossip. Amen. Uh, uh, that's always a telling something that. Ain't true. Amen. I, I, now don't go out and buy you snuff and you're chewing back and everything. Say, Brother Rick said he'd rather have it. Amen. I, I'd rather really not have either one. Amen. I, uh, but I want you to know this morning that, uh, that there can be misinformation. They, people's going to say things about you. And you're going to get your feelings hurt. Uh, uh, listen, don't worry your feelings on the outside. Someone said to be a Christian, you need to hide like a rhinoceros. Uh, And there's a lot of truth to that. Amen. Uh, Some of the worst hurt. You know, the worst hurts you can get is from your own family. I mean, your your wife can hurt you worse than anybody. Or your husband can hurt you worse than anybody. Your own children. You say, why? Because they're close to you. And the closer they are, the more it hurts. Amen. Uh, And I'll tell you that Uh, When it comes from our own Christian family, it can hurt deeply. It can hurt greatly. uh, It can wound us. And the world is full of people out there this morning that's sitting at home. You say, why? They got off the course because somebody hurt their feelings. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, hurt feelings are like a bruise. It'll heal up. if You give it time. Uh, uh, don't sit there beating on it all day. Amen. A lot of people get their feelings hurt. It's like a bruise. They sit there and hit it all day long. Uh, it ain't going to never get well. Amen. Uh, uh, you're going to have to bring it to the Lord. Uh, uh, you're going to have to bring it to the Lord, and then you're going to have to leave it alone, uh, and you're going to have to forgive them. I learned that early in my past uh, we started a mission church 39 years ago, uh, the 11th of this month, up on the square in a storefront building. Uh, I had a friend that I was real close to. He was older than me. I had a lot of confidence in him. Uh, And uh, we was out one day and somebody told me that friend that was close to me, that friend that was helping me, that that friend said, "Uh, uh, Brother Rick's trying to start a church up there on the square. It ain't going to never work. Said he's going to fall flat on his face. Man, when I heard that, I couldn't believe it. It it hurt me so deeply because of who it came from. I, I, but by the grace of God, I never did tell him, I never did mention, never did say anything about it. I, and I told the person that shared that, Uh, wonderful information with me. Uh, You know, there's always people out there that's ready to share wonderful information to you. Uh, uh, Amen. Uh, uh, Of course, they would never say it, but they want you to know what somebody else said. Uh, uh, Amen. Uh, uh, But anyway, I, I never did tell him. I never did say a word about it. But I told that person, I said, well, he got half of it right. Uh, he said, what do you mean? I, I said, well, he said, Brother Rick's going to fall on his face and I'm sure I will. Uh, and uh, and I was right. I fell on my face hundreds of times. Uh, uh, but by the grace of God, I've been able to get back up and stay on the course and keep going for God. Uh, Uh, So I'm saying this morning, listen, I'm saying this morning that don't let misinformation cause you to get off course. Look at what he said here in verse 26. He said, um, or verse uh, 27, he said in painfulness, uh, that's that's, um, maladies or medical problems. If you look that up, that's a medical problem, a sickness of some kind. And Paul, I I don't know what it was. I know Paul had a thorn in the flesh. I know who put it there. It was a master of Satan. I know who allowed it there. It was God. And uh, Paul prayed for the thing to go away. It wouldn't go away. And uh, you know, I know a lot of people that get sickness in their life. Have you got sickness in your life? Uh, uh, you will have if you stay around long enough amen uh, uh, you won't be you stay around long enough and you'll join the diabetes club or the heart club or, or the cancer club or um, a thousand other sicknesses and things that can happen to us in this world uh, and I know a lot of people that when these come into their life uh, they get off the course of God uh, in other words they they just quit God they quit church they Quit all the things of God. Uh, uh, Now, you look at me like, preacher, you're mean. Uh, uh, Well, I'm just saying this this morning. I know that you can get sick enough you can't come to church. I know that. Uh, uh, But listen, uh, the devil will do his best when you get sick... Uh, Uh, to make you not never come back to church again. Amen. Uh, uh, That's the trick of the devil to get you off the course of God. Uh, I know there's times people have to stay away even for months at a time. Uh, uh, But the thing is, the devil wants you to never come back to church, never to get back in the course of God. Uh, And I'll tell you, there's all kinds of people that have been knocked off of God's course for their life because sickness come into their life. Uh, I, well, Paul stayed the course. Amen. I, I preached this for a long time, and I believe it. I see a lot of people when they get older, their house starts failing. Uh, they can't walk like they used to walk. They can't see like they used to see. They don't have the strength they used to have. I, and, and they're not able. They're not able to come to church three times a week. They're not able, literally, not able. But here's the trick I've seen the devil use for years. When you get where you're not able to come all the time, the devil tells you you're not able to come anytime. Anytime. The devil will let you go other places, but he won't let you come. He don't want you to come to the house of God. You see, as a child of God, I believe this myself. I've met people that said, well, I've raised my children, they're all saved, I got them through church, I've heard enough preaching, I'm not going to church no more. That's You should never say that. You know how long you need to keep coming to church? As long as you're on this earth and able. You say, why? Because it's part of the course of God, but it's also... It's also something that will help keep you on the course of God. Amen. I, uh, I mean we, we need it. Paul said there he had some pains and misgivings and he had all these things. I will tell you, after you get fifty, you get some pains, amen. Brother Rhonda will encourage me and he said, wait till you get sixty. Amen. I got stuff I, I got pain that comes in places I don't even know what's there I don't know what's hurting but I know it does amen I got a brace on this arm right now I've been wearing for probably two months and that's a lot affliction a lot affliction but some people have got some great afflictions amen and they I sympathize with them I pray for them They've got a reason to not be at church every time the doors open. Uh, but I'm trying to help you this morning. I'm trying to preach to you this morning. Listen, if you can't come all the time, come some of the time. Uh, uh, stay there. It'll help you stay on the course for God. Amen. Uh, that's what I'm saying this morning. Paul had some problems, some sicknesses. I'm going talk about some things Paul had here. Paul had, he said there in verse 27, in weariness. Paul had some major weariness. You imagine what he just told us here and then it's almost like he takes a deep breath and he says, plus the care of all the churches. Paul said, I've been through all this and I've got to take care of all the churches. I mean, I can, I can feel the exhaustion. I can feel... That Paul is weary and well-doing. Uh, amen. I, I want you to know this old world will wear you out. Uh, I know the Bible said that in the last days that Satan will seek to wear out the saints. I don't believe that's now. I believe that's in tribulation period along those lines. Uh, but I believe even now there's enough stuff going on in the world uh, to just wear you out. Amen. Uh, just wear you out. Right. Amen. Yeah. This stuff we've been dealing with. How yeah. many have seen that video of Baker. Baker made a video and he said everybody needs to wear their mask. <laughs> COVID-19 is everywhere. <laughs> Do not leave your home without your mask everybody wear a mask. And then he said, some people can't breathe through a mask. I am not wearing a mask anymore. That's what Baker said. He was weary with it. He was, he was tired of it. Amen. And this whole world will make you tired. wonder why Paul said, be not weary in well-doing. I'd say reading these Sunday's, because these people's going to get weary and well done. You're going to get tired, you ain't going to feel like going to church. You're going to get tired, you ain't going to feel like going to that back room praying. You're going to get tired, you ain't going to feel like opening your Bible and read a verse or two, a chapter or two of that Bible. You ain't going to feel like you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of, of witnessing. You're going to get tired of just doing the things that you do in the Christian life that are good things. But they can wear you out. Paul stayed the course. Even though he was wore out and tired. I think about our lovely Lord. I think about the Bible said that Jesus was weary in his journey. And he went and sat on a well. And uh, the Bible said he sat on that well. And he was tired and maybe... Maybe one of the disciples said, Lord, you look tired. Why don't we turn in? Why don't we call it a day? Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. He said, I'm tired, but i got to go to Samaria. There's a woman there. Her life's messed up. She... She is a seeker of God, but she needs help in finding Him, and I must needs go there and tell her about myself uh, and tell her about the God, the true God, and the living God. Uh, I'm so glad He did. Uh, I know there's times in my life when the old preachers were weary, uh, but thank God they came and preached anyway. I know there's times in my life when the workers were weary, and uh, back when we was out of church, when we first got married, a little bit after that. And the visitation board from the various churches would come I, and they'd knock on our door and I know they was weary of people lying to them. Do you know when you go on visitation, people lie to you like a suck eyed dog. That's why I kind of almost hate to go. I hate to make people lie. I've had them look me right in the eye and say, we've been looking for a church. It's the Lord you come by here. We've just been praying, looking for church, and that's close here. We'll see you Sunday morning. I ain't seen him since. Just stood there right in the door and lied like a dog. Amen. I mean, why not just tell the truth and say, "Well, I don't want to come to church. Thank you for coming by, but don't call me. I'll call you." Amen. But you get you get weary you get weary in that stuff. Get weary in it because you get off your course. That's what happened to Paul. Let me tell you what I've seen happen to folks. I've seen folks get off course because of death. Even the spouse, even the husband or the wife. You lose one or the other. And they get off course. Now, I've never lost a spouse. Uh, they tell me it's one of the worst things you could ever go through. I haven't ever experienced that. I don't, I don't know how that would feel. And I hope and pray that if that happens, I think my wife thinks I'm going first. Because <laughs> she's always saying when something happens to you, And I say, well, have you ever considered the possibility that you might go first? But I don't, know, I don't know how that, you know, I'm going to deal with that when it comes. I trust God to give me grace to deal with it. I trust God will help me not get off course. We've had several in our church that that's, that's happened to. And thank God Amy's back there, she's still on course. Brought somebody with her the other day and they got saved. Still on course. I'm sure when she gets up on Sunday morning, I'm sure it's a lot more difficult for her to head this way than it is some other people. You say, why? Because they got off because that their husband is gone. They can't explain it. They they There's no answer for it. And they can just say, I'm done with God. Amen. Amen. Uh, There's another one right there. She's sitting there and she's still on course this morning. Amen. And thank God for that. We've got several in the church that that's happened to. Miss Maydale back there. I mean it don't matter Uh, it don't matter who it happens to. When it happens, it happens and it's real Uh, and it's a time when people can get off the course that God has for them. Uh, Here's all i got to know. Here's all I say. I don't have no answers except this. Uh, If God allowed it, God's got a plan for your life Uh, and stay the course and follow God and He will have a plan for your life. Amen. I believe that this morning. I've seen some people get off course when they started courting. Amen. You like it straight, don't you? That's what you say. But I've seen some people that was in church, maybe that maybe that spouse died. And in time they start seeing somebody else. And they start seeing somebody. I know I know somebody like that right now. Got out of church. Started seeing somebody of another faith. And I mean and not a like faith. I mean not even a close like faith. Got out of church, started going with them, going with them right now, got off course. Amen. Listen, if you're looking, if you're looking for, if you're looking for a friend, a husband, a wife, and that's happened in your life, you ought to be a lot more careful the second time than you were the first time. You may have been careful the first time, but if you've been married several years, you know some stuff. Amen. You've learned some things. You can be selective. You can pray, God, send somebody in my life. Amen. Michelle's really interested in this sermon. But I'm saying this if you get somebody, they may be pretty. They may be smart. They may have some money. They may have a house and land. But if they don't have God, don't let them drag you off the course of God. Amen. Don't let them drag you off the course of God. I've seen it. Over the years, over and over and over and over again, I've seen people allow uh, 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 somebody come in their life and take them away from the things of God. You'll regret it someday. You'll regret it someday. Uh, What else should draw people away from church? People can come into a lot of money. They can draw them away from the course of God. I've seen that happen. You see a lot happen in 40 years pastoring. I've seen people come into a lot of money and they quit God! You know why they quit God? Because they thought, if I stay with God and I do what's right, I need to give God 10% of this. And they don't want to let it go. Almost every case that I know that that's happened to, they lost every dime of it. it There's a lady's husband. She told me this about her husband. that would get saved. She said, i She said, "She said, brother Rick, you know why he won't get saved?" I said, "No." She said, "Well, you know he's got a lot of money." I said, "Well, I didn't know. She said, he's got a lot of money." And she said, "The reason he won't get saved." She said, he squeezes old George so tight his eyeballs budge out. And he don't want to give anything to God. I said, well, I don't know. You know more about it than I do, I guess. But as far as I know, he died lost without God. Amen. died lost without God. A lot of things can get you off the course. Amen. All them things happened to Paul. Well, we could go on and on make a series out of this, but First of all, the Christian course is obvious. There is one. Amen. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've told, and I believe it's saved people, but they got in trouble, got in jail. Some of them in prison. And some of them not there yet, but headed that way. And I've told a, I've told a bunch of them, looked them in the eye and said, God's got a better plan for your life than this. Amen. Amen. God's got something better for you than this. If you just get with God... But it's obvious that there is a course for you. Yours is not mine. Mine's not yours. You don't have to, you don't have to do as good or bad as I do. The Bible said run the, pace with race. run the race with patience. Set before you. You don't have to run as slow as I do and I don't have to run as fast as you do. It's just my race. I just got to stay on course and stay with God. The obstacles, the obstacles that are out there to get you get you out of the way off the course. I could really preach there this morning. I know some folks that unintentionally did not mean, did not mean to get off course. They just messed church for a little while. Next thing you know, there's off course is plumb out. Didn't mean to do it. Had ever intentions of getting back. But the devil powerful out there. Well, let me finish with this. Let's go to 2 Timothy 4. We're talking about Paul. And Paul's run his course. About to finish his race sir. And down in verse 6, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. The obvious thing about the Christian race the obstacles of the Christian race, but the objectives of the Christian race. Now we're all going to finish our course. We're going to all finish. One day you'll come look at me in a casket or I'll come look at you. we we finished our course. We're going to all finish. No doubt about that. But the objective is to finish well. The objective is to finish right. That's the objective. That's what we're shooting for. That's our goal. I want to finish well. I want to finish right. I want to have an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God. You see, to do that, Paul says three things here Paul said, I've kept the faith. To finish well, we have to keep the faith. The faith. You say, what is the faith? The faith of Jesus Christ. The faith of the Apostle Paul. The faith of the Bible. We have to keep the faith. Salvation by grace through faith. We have to keep that. Don't get down the road somewhere and let some jack leg tell you that you're saved by some other way other than by the grace of God. Amen. Keep the faith. Paul still believing he's coming. Keep the faith. Amen. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Still got this old King James Bible. Amen. Don't finish with an NIV or an American Standard or a Living Bible. Finish with the Word of God. Keep them old songs. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus, the old rugged cross. Be singing them on your deathbed. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. on and on we could go. Amen. Paul said, In Acts 20 and verse 24, Paul's talking about all this. And he said that I might finish my course with joy. Not only only in the faith, with faith, but in the faith with some feeling. Paul said, i got some joy about this. Paul said, I'm happy about this. I, I like to meet people and they're nearing the shore, they're nearing the gate, and they're talking like, I can't wait. I, I, I'm i looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to meet the Lord. I, I can't wait to see loved ones. I, they got some feeling about it. Amen. See, Some people go all the way down to the end, but they've got no more feeling that piece of wood right there. They lost all that a long time ago with the misfortunes and and all the things that we went through, they let it take away their joy. You need to end with some joy in serving God. Years ago I went to the hospital and one of the nurses there said, I want you to meet somebody. I said, Okay. She said, He's an old pastor. I said he's in his nineties, but he's over here, the special care unit. I said, Okay. So I went over there met this old pastor and uh, man uh, most preachers you meet that age they're bitter they're wore out they're tired they talk bad about the church and everything else but I sat there and that old pastor said I've had the greatest life that anybody could have he said I've pastored several churches for about 60 years He said, i met some of the finest people that there is on this world. He said, God's been good to me. He was just full of the Lord, full of the joy. And I turned around and left and started down the steps. Uh, And I said, God, let me end up like that. Uh, Let me end up with some joy in my life Uh, and some happiness about serving God. Amen. Uh, Keep the faith. Have some joy. And then Paul had some foresight. He said, henceforth, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Paul knew he had, Paul knew he had stayed the course, uh, and he knew because of that uh, there were some crowns laid up for him. Uh, uh, he could meet the Lord uh, and be rewarded by the Lord. Amen. Uh, because he stayed the course. Uh, stayed the course. Amen. Boy, I want to do that worse than I ever have in my whole life. I want to finish well. Because I have loved ones and friends that the devil tripped up, got them off course, don't see them around no more, and only but by the grace of God. There goes me. But I want to stay the course. And I, God laid this message on my heart Friday morning. Just come out of nowhere from heaven. And God gave me the message. And now I've given it to you. Father, as I come this morning, I thank you for liberty